It's 5 a.m. This is WAXX 104.5 FM radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Let's have a listen to the world and national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The community of Poway in Southern California came together after a deadly shooting at a synagogue on Saturday. Dean Muccio fills us in. People gathered for a candlelight vigil on Sunday evening at a park near the Chapad of Poway, where one person was killed and three others hurt. Lori Gilbert Kay was killed at the temple on the last day of Passover. The synagogue's Rabbi Goldstein was also shot and lost fingers in the incident. The suspected shooter was chased from the building when his gun jammed. The 19-year-old has been booked on charges of first-degree murder and attempted murder. Dean Muccio, NBC News Radio. Lori Gilbert Kay will be laid to rest today. Boeing CEO Dennis Muhlenberg will face shareholders today for the first time since two deadly crashes forced the grounding of the aviation giant's 737 MAX jetliners. Muhlenberg will try to convince investors they can be confident in the future of the company and its fastest-selling plane. He'll also hold a press conference after the shareholders' meeting, which is scheduled for 10 a.m. in Chicago. Authorities in Tennessee are confirming another death and a series of murders over the weekend. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation says a man with a history of violence killed seven people, including a 12-year-old girl. The victims were found dead in two homes about a mile apart in a rural area northeast of Nashville on Saturday. Officers arrested the 25-year-old suspect after a brief manhunt. An icon of the civil rights movement and the legal world has died. Judge Damon J. Keith died Sunday at his home in Detroit. He was 96. Judge Keith was one of the nation's longest-serving federal judges. He was appointed a federal district judge in 1967 and served on the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals well into his 90s. He issued a number of landmark decisions that changed the legal and social landscape of the U.S. And one man is dead. Seven people are wounded after somebody opened fire on a pair of neighborhood cookouts Sunday evening in West Baltimore, Maryland. The wounded are expected to recover. Police still looking for the shooter. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Let's get something off your bucket list this July. That's a trip to Alaska. Hi, I'm Bob Bosold. Come on along with me on an agricultural cruise and land tour of Alaska, July 23rd through August 4th. We'll visit Denali National Park, travel the White Pass and Yukon Railroad, enjoy a three-night Holland America cruise up the Inside Passage. We'll also dredge for gold. We'll go to Wasilla, home of the Iditarod Dog Race. We'll go face-to-face with glaciers. We'll also visit agricultural areas of muskox farms, farms in the Delta Junction and Matanuska Valley area. Lots to do and see July 23rd through August 4th as we travel to Alaska. Plan to join us. All airfare and hotels are included in your price. Find out more. Get a free brochure. Call Holiday Vacations 1-800-826-2266. 1-800-826-2266. Come on along with us on a farm tour to Alaska July 23rd through August 4th. 
Visit your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer, Countryside Cooperative, today and find out why the Cub Cadet XT Enduro Series lawn tractors have set the standard as the strongest, most comfortable tractors out there. Extra tough, fabricated and stamped X, incredibly responsive handling, and breakthrough cutting performance. And only your local dealer sucks genuine parts, accessories, and trained service technicians to keep your equipment running at its peak. Stop in and test drive the 2019 utility vehicles and the XT Enduro Series lawn tractors. Countryside Cooperative, your local Cub Cadet dealer. a.m. here at Wax 104.5. Continuing with the morning chores, let's have a look at the livestock markets. Fed beef steers the cash on the cash trade side. Fed beef steers are at 124 to 133, with mixed at 111 and a half to 123. Fed beef heifers 124 to 133 and a quarter, with mixed at 87 to 119. Fed Holstein steers are going for 87 to 98 and three quarters, with select and choice 80 to 66. Cows are at 45 to 58, with the tops going for 58 and a half to 70 and a half. Bulls are at 75 to 76. Butcher hogs are 54 to 60. Lightweight sows are 43 to 45, with the heavyweights 45 to 47. Lightweight boars are going for 20, with the heavies at 14. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are 120 to 155. And feeder lambs are at $1 to $3. On the livestock futures, live cattle for April are at $124.55. That's up 50 cents. June at 115.05 is down 32. August 112.65 is down 27. And October at 113.42 is down 45. On the feeder cattle side, May is at 143.95, up 40. August 152.85, down 40. September 153.85, down 47. October 154.47, down 42. And November at 154.87 is down 37. On the lean hogs, May is at $87. That's down 85 cents. June 88.75 is down a dollar two. July at 93.45 is down 120. And August at 94.70 is down 145. A first look at the dairy markets. Cheese barrels are at 163. That's up three. 40-pound blocks at 168.5 are down a half, and grade AA butter at 227 is up one. Those markets and news brought to you by... The Farm News is being brought to you by Strong Microbials. For peace of mind on crop preservation, count on Strong Microbials, family-owned and founded by microbiologists right here in Wisconsin. Their supercell forage and silage inoculants deliver a fast pH drop and great numbers for liquid protein and estimated milk. Strong Microbials supercell products are premium inoculants at a low, fair price. Strong Microbials is a friend to farmers. Go to strongmicrobials.com or call Strong Microbials at 844-696-4276. That's 844-696-4276. 
Have you found yourself in need of soybeans for the 2019 planting season? Beck still has an excellent supply of regionally selected soybean products, including Roundup Ready to Extend, Liberty Link, and Liberty Link GT27 varieties. In 22,224 comparisons, Beck's soybeans outyielded the competition by 1.8 bushels per acre. Don't get caught short on high-yielding soybeans this season. Contact your local Beck's representative to learn more or call 1-800-937-2325. Wake up with breakfast at Panera. Try the new maple glazed bacon scrambled egg and cheese breakfast wrap and a cold brew. Panera, food as it should be. Five oh eight a.m. and 46 degrees here at Oak Blair at Wax 104.5. Hey, Oak Blair County has a new director of 4-H programs at the UW Extension office over in Altoona right down the street here, and her name is Rachel Hart Brinson. I caught up with Rachel the other day and asked her, you know, to tell us a little bit about herself and her time in Eau Claire. She's been here for a few years now. In 2013, Just Local Food, uh, the local co-op, started having a board of directors from and opening up membership, ownership to the shoppers. And I joined the board then, Mm -hmm. and I became board president about five years ago. And I'm going to finish up my stint on the board um, this month, actually, is my last board meeting. Tonight is my last board meeting as president. We have an annual meeting in a couple of weeks, but um, this is my last official board meeting um, so I've been involved in food and farm. I'm really interested in, in farmers and um, how we grow food and distribute it and eat well. <laughs> I like to cook. I yeah. like to eat good food. And when I was growing up, my, my parents had a hobby farm. We had sheep and chickens, and yeah. um, they grew everything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm used to eating, you know, what we grow. So that was that's really fun. So you have a long-time interest in 4-H kind of issues, which is a good thing. Yeah, I uh, I did 4-H growing up. Um, my mom had done 4-H. Her sisters and brother had done 4-H, and um, I really loved it and did a lot of um, the local um, 4-H club stuff as well as mm-hmm. some of the wider things. I was a 4-H camp counselor, and I... Yep. Went to the state fair for clothing review, and so I've I've um, did speech contests and uh, foods review and all of those sorts of things. So I'm I loved it. It was a great opportunity and a great growing experience. And I was the treasurer of my club for a long time, which I will tell you um, gave me a, an appreciation for keeping track of the details of money coming in and out. And I think that was a really great experience. I'm hoping to. Um, be able right. to share that experience with other And that other was all growing up in the Potosi area, which yeah. is down in southwest Wisconsin. That's correct. Really in southwest Wisconsin in Grant County. That's correct. Yeah. Almost Iowa. Almost Iowa, almost Illinois. Right. <laughs> it's down <laughs> yeah. there in the corner. It's way down in there on the corner. Yeah. Yep. What do you hope to bring to the uh, 4-H program here? Anything uh, special? Well, I you know, there's a lot of opportunities for partnerships, um, I have a love of music and drum and art and drama and food right. and growing things. Uh, I have a degree in environmental and well, conservation biology. So, and I've 
taught in an at an environmental education center. So I have some science background and I'm mm -hmm. excited to be able to think about programming in all of those great areas. Uh, and I also have a lot of leadership experience and okay. that's kind of what the program coordinator is as a leader of the of 4-H. Um, so I want to make some partnerships, try to expand our reach of, of people, to people who maybe didn't do 4-H, um, whose parents maybe didn't do 4-H and trying to get um, more people involved and um, ex expand our great program. That's Rachel Hart Stinson, Eau Claire County's new UW Extension 4-H director. She has a lot of great ideas and a lot of energy, let me tell you, yeah, that she's bringing to that UW Extension office right here in Altoona. As a man of the land, you ask yourself tough questions, like if my auger could talk, what might he say? And as a man of truth and wisdom, I can tell you that when called upon, your auger might say something like, gee, it sure is a nice day to move some green there, Reem. Reem a boot to shoot some green into that bin over there. And now you ask, why does my auger sound like a royal mountie? Well, that's because there's a chance you bought it from some fancy outfit in Canada. That's right, you may have unintentionally outsourced a piece of equipment that sits at the center of your operation, that transports your most precious cargo, Canada, a country that is not America. Now you know, and now next time you get it right. Because Sudengay Industries manufactures the world-class Ox Portable Auger right here in America's heartland, George, Iowa. Ox Portable Augers from Sudengay. There's work to do. The Ox. It's time for another Pioneer Crop Update. I'm with Mike Gronsky, a field agronomist out of Marshfield, and he's been making some observations about winter kill. What do you have over there, Mike? Really been more of a challenge or a disappointment than what we initially expected here as we started previewing uh, some of our uh, established alfalfa fields here this spring. You know, getting out into a lot of fields and, you know, initially here we see them greening up and, you know, we had some pretty good thoughts or feelings about what we were seeing there. Uh, but the harsh reality is, is that some of these older stands didn't survive winter very well. And uh, what we're seeing here is uh, some green up, you know, about inch, two inches of uh, new growth coming out of the crown on the, as far as new stems. But as you look at them a little bit closer, you know, some of them even appear to be a little bit wilted and upon further examination and actually you know physically digging the plants out you can start examining the roots themselves and instead of having this real nice firm carrot-like texture to them they're basically mush and you can wring the water out of them those plants are not ones that are going to survive essentially here you know there's dead enough energy stored in that root system to green up here basically they're going to continue to dampen off and disappear as we continue to work our way into the spring so the new seedings aren't looking quite as bad from the 2018 season but it seems like the, uh, the older, more established fields, or especially fields that uh, have been cut late last fall, really seem to be the ones that are taking some of the biggest hits, uh, just getting some of these initial looks in here as we're getting going thus far. Bottom line is to get out there and look at that crop, right? Exactly. Kind of a two-step method. You know, I'd get out there now, start doing some physical digging. You know, you're going to want to find bare minimum four to five plants that are in good condition, actively growing. And if you're right on that fine line of four to five plants per square foot, I would really recommend a follow-up and go back out there once you've got some regrowth in that four to six-inch range. At that point, take a stem count. And if you're getting 55 stems or better per square foot at that point, you have a stand that's not going to be yield-limiting. 40 to 55, you have a situation where you're going to take a little bit of a yield hit, but it's 
probably something you can can get by for the year if you're really in need of the forage. Uh, less than 40, you really should look at rotating that stand out here for the 2019 growing season. That's Mike Gronsky, field agronomist with Pioneer, with another Pioneer update. I'm Scott Schultz. Quarter after five here at Wax 104.5. We'll keep moving ahead with those chores. Soil temperature here at the Wax Studio is 48 degrees. Air temperature is at 46 degrees. We're looking for a high of 51 today and a low of 36. You know, it's always great when you get to uh, do a story about somebody you've known for a long time and worked with in so many ways over the years. That's the case this week when or this past week when Dallas Wheatrick from Greenwood received a great state award over at UW River Falls. He's was named this year's Wisconsin Agriculturalist over there and uh, known Dallas a long time, worked with him on church projects over at Greenwood and had a great talk with him the other day. Ah, yes, it is that time of the year. If you watch our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, FabulousFarmBabe.net, you'll notice a lot of our farm organizations, our associations on campus and off, presenting a lot of different awards at this time of the year. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Coming up uh, just next week, we are going to start recognizing some of our uh, meat processors from around the state. And Bob, my good old alumni, UW River Falls, also making some of those special agricultural uh, presentations this spring so far. They always do at the University of Wisconsin River Falls College of uh, Food and Environmental Sciences. We've got the Distinguished Agriculturalist Award, and I can say I'm humbled to be a being presented that a few years ago, but this year, a very worthy candidate and a very worthy recipient, Dallas Wheatrick, and the Wheatrick family, of course, producing butter at Grassland Dairy in Greenwood for four generations. Dallas, one of the really good guys in Wisconsin, and our Scott Schultz had a chance to catch up with Dallas following the presentation of that award to get Dallas's reaction to receiving that distinguished agricultural award from UW River Falls. Dallas, how are you? I'm fine, Scott. Uh, We've had a long, long relationship through many newspaper and uh, uh, different professions that you've uh, been active in, and I've been... uh, just as an old butter maker all my life. So you've, you've had a lot more uh, chances to see a lot of things and do a lot of different things. I don't know if, if that's a good thing for me or not, but one thing I will say, I have eaten my share of grassland butter everywhere probably in the world. I think when I was in the Marine Corps, I probably saw it somewhere on the other side of the world at some uh, government facility, a USO club or something like that. I remember wherever it was, might have been California, and I looked grassland butter. Look at that. I'm home. I appreciate that. We're very proud. Uh, the Grassland uh, Restaurant label finds its way across uh, many areas of the globe. We're basically more of a manufacturer and not an actual marketer. So we do right. a lot of the private label brands for the big store brands. So even if you're not eating the Grassland label, uh, there's a lot of times you're still eating Grassland butter. Grassland butter started way back. You're the third generation of the Wheatrick family and John Wheatrick Creamery uh, and the Wheatrick Dairy Farm itself was 
right there by the plant? Yes, we uh, basically, uh, we've been actual dairy farmers uh, for probably 10 generations back in Europe uh, where they milked the cows and the Alps and uh, brought the Swiss cheese wheels down right. in the fall. And then my grandfather and my father were absolutely uh, people that raised uh, registered cattle to, uh, and I think they're the, the real onus of the thing was so that they could get the actual uh, genetic makeup of the cattle to produce more milk to make more butter. So we actually raised the uh, dairy cattle and distributed those through the local counties in uh, central Wisconsin just so there was more milk production. You mentioned before the fifth generation of your family is working at the plant as we speak. Yes, I'm fortunate. I've got uh, my son's sons are working there. Uh, One is in the marketing and uh, one is actually over in the actual production and uh, distribution across the road in the plant. So very proud to have those boys uh, helping us. And we've got uh, a bunch of girls that are uh, active working summers in the office and helping us also. So even though we're a larger company today, we're still a absolutely a family family oriented company also right was there ever any doubt that you were going to wind up right back there in that plant and becoming the boss when you're 18 years old uh, i myself i really didn't have a lot of forethought in anything uh, <laughs> other than hopefully going to go to college and and probably end up in the military. Uh, it happened as just uh, i was actually a production worker as a as a young man in my early 20s and uh, the family was looking at, at actually marketing the company and selling it. And I went to my father, who was retirement age at the time, mm-hmm. and asked him if there was anything that he and I could do. And at that point, we, my father and I uh, purchased the stock of the company from all other family members, and mm-hmm. the rest is history. So very fortunate that my dad uh, was able to work with me and help me to uh, promote and uh, and continue with the heritage of the Wheatrick family with the grassland dairy products. No, you mentioned that that heritage is a big thing with you guys, and rightfully so. When your granddad started that operation, it was nothing like it is right now. Things have moved forward, and you've been witness to many of those changes and led many of those changes yourself. Uh, go through some of the some of the changes you've known about the facility and the industry as a whole. Fortunately, uh, when my father and I took over the ownership of the company, he was at retirement age. So at that time, he basically handed things, even though he worked every day, uh, he handed the uh, leadership over to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, even as a young man, I was president of the company and my uh, he he in, he divested his ownership to my wife and, and son's. And so at that point, we were able to, along with him, make a lot of decisions. But we've gone from barrel churns to continuous uh, butter making machines Mm -hmm. to automated packaging to the distribution. And uh, been a lot of consolidation in the butter churning industry in the United States itself. And with that, grassland continued to uh, be able to, uh, through uh, great marketing and be able to have great uh, customer base. You have to have people you're going to sell this product to. We've been able to uh, uh, be able to continue to do that. Uh, one thing that did happen to make a lot more cream in the United States was the advent of pizza. And right. pizza uses mozzarella, and mozzarella is a, a low-fat 
cheese, so they right. do have to skim some of the cream out of the milk before they make the mozzarella pizza cheese. So that produced huge amounts of cream that could go to the churns, that could go into the butter packages and into the distribution. And uh, you can say what you want, but uh, the American public, the United States public, have been great uh, users of butter, even through all right. the different medical and health and diet issues, uh, butter has always still emerged as a great staple on the actual table today. Did any of that really ever punch you in the gut when we were told to not necessarily eat butter for a while there, probably? And it, that's challenging with with that kind of stuff, it, isn't it? it, for it you? It's always been an issue. Uh, you know, butter went from seven, eight pounds per capita down to like three and a half pounds per capita uh, usage. And, but we were always fortunate that uh, we not only were selling retail, but we always sold uh, to actual uh, restaurant, hotel, uh, institutional, mm-hmm. uh, which we would see on the tables, the grassland uh, packages, and or there was always a lot of butter being used in the actual industrial as an ingredient in the right. cookies and candies and baking uh, companies. So uh, when it did, uh, when it slowed down in the actual grocery stores, we still had the other segments to market the milk fat too. So uh, again, we've always been diversified enough to where yeah. it actually has worked out quite yeah. well. No, that diversification, did that come early on? Was that before your time? By the way, how old were you when you became president of the company? I was probably 30, early 30s when I became mm-hmm. president. Yeah. And now I'm a lot, lot older than that. <laughs> uh, supposedly uh, retired at this point. But uh, uh, the diversification was always, it was kind of a natural trend. Yeah. And we were always local. We had people, the national companies that knew of us, so they would contact us and uh, we would make products to their specification. Stepping away as that natural leader that you are, handing the keys over to the place, so to speak, how did that feel for you? I, I've seen through, you know, you know, you don't, you don't only have to do what you see in the industry and in the, in the country, and uh, you never want to be a one-man show. Right. And I've seen that happen where people would never give up uh, leadership or decision-making, and it's, that's never been a healthy situation. Mm-hmm. And so the day that I ended up being the only one at the office after my father passed, uh, I decided that minute that I had to have help. So basically right. I turned to my sons, and then all you do is you hire very, very uh, qualified people to work with you. So in the later years, uh, I was there over 50 years. In later years, you get people that uh, through just intelligence, education, and experience, basically they take over the reins uh, uh, many years ago. So basically everything was operating in great uh, great ability even the last 10 20 years i was there so was yeah. it hard to do absolutely was yeah. it in, is it in good hands absolutely okay you are supposedly retired i know when i reached you the other day i called the company and they said well he was around here just a minute ago you haven't walked out of that building totally no but i spend a lot of time in my pickup truck <laughs> and uh, that's where you caught me. Okay. So uh, it's, uh, like I said, it's it's just good. Uh, 
what they're doing today without you asking. Uh, Grassland is positioning itself. As I said, we're a manufacturer. Uh, We're not an actual real marketer because of just our size and location. But uh, basically, we are taking Grassland brand uh, to the national stores now, not only making Mm -hmm. their brand uh, of butter, but we're we're positioning Grassland right alongside of it. And we basically are RBGH-free with no hormone. We're basically grass-fed with no antibiotics and no uh, commercial feeds. And we want to position the Grassland brand kind of... uh, below the actual organic, so you're not going to have to pay seven dollars a pound for organic. Mm-hmm. You can pick the Grassland brand up uh, as uh, something in between, uh, kind of a Chevrolet and not a Buick. Uh, right. But yet you're going to get all the attributes of the actual organic, and it's, you're going to pay a couple of cents more per pound, but you're not going to have to pay the extreme higher retail prices. So we're hoping that we can put grassland brand in everybody's refrigerator across America and get a small premium for it, which means we can go out and pay uh, competitively for the milk mm-hmm. and uh, produce this and make sure that there's jobs and that uh, there's absolutely that the hopefully that the American milk producer uh, can get out of the doldrums of the milk prices that there are today. That's Dallas Wheatrick over at Grassland Dairy, distinguished Wisconsin agriculturist at at UW River Falls. Uh, A pretty interesting fellow, that Dallas. And we'll look at uh, some of the morning markets coming up after this. Rocky will be calling us from Premier Livestock. EBJ Livestock Marketing is in our area. EBJ buys calves of all sizes and breeds three days a week in the listening area. No trucking, no commissions, and your calves are paid for before they ever leave your farm. EBJ Livestock also buys and sells groups of Holstein and beef steers with HolsteinTrader.com and BeefTrader.com. The marketing team at HolsteinTrader.com reaches multi-state regions, giving them excellent buying power. So farmers, find out what your livestock are worth. Call EBJ for a competitive bid. Call them at 800-428-1429 and check them out on Facebook and at HolsteinTrader.com. At Mega Holiday, bigger is not always better. Take Nathan's Junior Dog. It's just like Nathan's famous all-beef hot dog, but in a smaller, more snackable size. And right now, Mega Holiday has Nathan's Junior Dogs for just a buck. Smaller size, smaller price. Perfect for a quick snack or your own personal hot dog eating contest. And don't forget to load up on tons of Mega Holiday's tremendous toppings. Nathan's Junior Dog, plain or fully loaded. Get them for only a buck. Load them up for free every day only at Mega Holiday. 529 a.m. here at Wax 104.5, and we have Master Turkey Hunter Rocky from Premier Livestock on with us. Good morning, Rocky. Hey, good morning, Scott. That's great stuff when those turkeys come a gobbling, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Got one for my boy, his first one, and I got mine Saturday, and I think in a couple weeks I got my daughter's season. I got to try to get it done for her. So. Oh, boy. I hope, hope you get some good weather because there's... To me, just nothing like sitting out against a tree on a spring morning on, and uh, hearing that goblin going. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. All right. What do you have for us in the, on the market, Rocky? Uh, thank you, Scott. Good morning, everyone. This uh, last week's uh, auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We did sell over 3,600 head of livestock last week. Uh, on the Fed cattle market, stronger trade there. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 87 to 92. Low choice and select, 75 to 86. Choice B steers and 
heifers, 118 to 131.50. Market cows high yielding, 55 to 68. Most of the cows traded from 42 to 54. Market bulls high yielding, 75 to 90. Low yielding below 70. Organic market cows always sold on Mondays. High yielding cows, 70 to 85. Low yielding, 45 to 69. Newborn Holstein bull calves, uh, nice market improvement continues there. Uh, most of the Holstein bull calves trading from 75 to 225 per head with a handful higher. Holstein heifer calves, 25 to 110. Your beef calves, 150 to 375. Um, last Tuesday, we had a special feeder cattle auction, as we do this week as well. We sold on a strong market with 927 head of feeder cattle sold. Uh, Wednesday, we had 337 head of dairy cattle, and we had our special sale this Friday, dairy cattle auction. Uh, 675 head sold. I had a very good herd of cows in, uh, top fresh cows bringing 17 to 1,900. Top springing heifers out of that dispersal, 14 to 1,650. Very nice herd there. Uh, rolled into the heifer sale, and that thing was a lot stronger. Uh, most of them open heifers bringing 50 to $100 per head with several open heifers over a dollar per pound. We did sell over a thousand dairy cattle this last week. We, uh, we do want to thank everybody for that. Uh, this week at Premier, we have a special feeder cattle auction, bread beef cow auction once again for the grass season. So that's going to be this Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, we got a special large machinery auction, really getting a lot of machinery in. Uh, that's going to start at 10 o'clock a.m. We are starting with large machinery first. Uh, we will finish that auction up with smaller farm items. We also have our dairy cattle auction Wednesday. Uh, we have three herds. We have a herd of 150 parlor freestall cows, two herds of tie stall cows. Also have a nice consignment of some reputation registered fresh cows. A full listings of this week's consignments. We got lots of pictures on the machinery side. Uh, that's all on our website. Check that out at premierlivestockandauctions.com or you can certainly just give us a call uh, 715-229-2500 and Scott, that's how it's shaped up. All right. Good luck to you out in the woods, and good luck to you in that market, too. All right. That sounds good. All right. Nice thanks, to see, Nice to see improvements. So. <laughs> you bet. Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. A look at some of the local news this morning. There's a special importance to rescue 3055 at the Chippewa Falls Fire Department. The new UTV is dedicated to the three Girl Scouts who died last fall while doing their community service projects. Firefighters dedicated the new vehicle over the weekend. Chief Scott Burnett said fire crews wanted to do something special for the local scouts, and he said the new dedication will remind everyone of service to the community every time it goes out. Wisconsin's Republican U.S. Senator said the failure to fix the country's immigration system is only strengthening the cartels in Mexico. Senator Ron Johnson wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal on Friday that explained how the U.S.'s failure in pouring money into the cartel smuggling efforts Johnson wrote that the cartels are the ones who have secured the border on the Mexican side and used that control to move people and drugs into the U.S. Johnson said the U.S. needs to change its immigration laws to stop the flow of people into this country and to cut off one of the revenue streams for the cartels. Governor Tony Evers' sales pitch to add more than 80,000 young men to Wisconsin's health care rolls is working. A uh, number of Republicans in Madison said they think the state should expand Medicaid to get all the money the governor is promising would come to the state. 
State Senator Luther Olson last week said lawmakers need to keep an open mind. The governor has promised that $324 million extra from Washington, D.C. could be turned into a billion and a half dollars here in Wisconsin. And I hope we can look at warming up a little bit sometime or other, but it might not come in the next 24 hours or so. We have Monica over at Skywarn 13 on with us this morning. Good morning to tell us what's going on. Yeah, good morning, Scott. And uh, we are starting things off with just a cloudy sky, but there will be some rain around and additional April showers continue for the end of the month and right on into May. And it will slowly be warming up, but we're going to have to be patient. We won't really feel that warm up until the end of the week. Today's highs will stay at 51. That's about 15 degrees below average. And again, some rain, especially late morning into early afternoon. Then tonight should be mainly quiet down to a low of 36 with a cloudy sky. Then tomorrow, even cooler, only about 48 with mainly afternoon rain and additional showers will continue into Tuesday night. Wednesday looks mostly dry, but then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday all see at least a slight chance of a shower. But the nice thing, it's going to be warming up 57 on Thursday, 60 on Friday, and then mid 60s for the weekend. Right now in Eau Claire, overcast and 45. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Monica Ott. You know, Monica, I checked outside. I'll keep checking outside the door as the week progresses because May 1st is coming. And, you know, I hope maybe at 445 or so a.m. on the 1st, there might be a May basket sitting out there. What do you think? Oh, that would be really nice. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, good luck to us, huh? Yep, exactly. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for that weather report. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you, and that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715-223-6345. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Wisconsin. Crowlers. Get your Crowlers at Nuts Deep Express. 32 ounces of the freshest taste and convenience every day of the week. They'll even can their special craft beers on demand, making them the perfect anniversary, graduation, birthday, or any day of the year gift. They also offer up 20 beers on tap. If you haven't tried their burgers yet, it's time. Nuts Deep has been voted best burger for 11 years straight. Nuts Deep also offers Bill's world-famous fresh-squeezed lemonade. Look for Nuts Deep on Facebook for their special events. Wake up with breakfast at Panera. Try the new maple glazed bacon scrambled egg and cheese breakfast wrap and a cold brew. Panera, food as it should be. 5.37 a.m. as we continue with the morning tour. Scott with you here. Bob will be back in the studio tomorrow morning. And let's go over to see how things ended for the week at Equity Altoona's market. Mark Koger has that report. A dollar to a dollar twenty-five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, eighty-seven to ninety. Choice Holstein steers, eighty to eighty-six. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling eighty and down. Twenty percent of slaughter cows on Thursday selling from fifty-five to sixty. We topped at sixty-two and a half. Sixty percent of cows selling from forty-two to fifty-four. With twenty percent of cows selling forty-two and down. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Thursday selling from sixty-five to seventy-five. We topped at eighty-five on the high yielding Holstein bull. 
10 full bulls over a ton, horn bulls and lightweight bulls, all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull cats are 95 pounds and up. Here on Thursday, selling from 50 to a dollar fifty or 157.50 per head. Your fancy beef calves selling from 125 to 325 per head. It's a light poor quality calves selling below 50. This is Mark Coger from Equidale Tune Auction Market. Have a great day. Thank you, Mark. And we have Jerry Fitzgerald on the phone over at Stratford Equity. Good morning, Jerry. Have your hat on yet this morning? The wind is uh, picking up a little bit out there. Scott, good morning. Yeah, pretty windy. Went out this morning a little bit earlier, and it's pretty windy out there. And I was, uh, before we get going with the uh, uh, report here, I was thinking you were talking about a May basket before. Uh, well, what, uh, I mean, you guys over in that area, what uh, would be a good thing to have in the May basket for you guys? Like some, some lutefisk and a couple 12-packs, or what does that go? <laughs> well, just... <laughs> there, there are folks over here that would like the lutefisk, but, uh, you know, I guess if you dump enough butter on anything, it's good, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I never. I don't think I've really ever had the pleasure of indulging too much lutefisk, so I don't know. But, uh, yeah, kind of uh, different weather here for me, uh, but at least we avoided the big snow that got down south. But uh, right. possibility it, way up north could get some, huh? That's what it sounds like. But even down south, I happened to be in Milwaukee over the weekend when that snow hit. And, uh, by, you know, by yesterday at, I don't know, 8.30, everything was pretty well wrapped up, and it it's... Good. It's a million dollar snow. The old timers told me years ago that. that well, yeah, if you had if, if very a uh, little bit of you know maybe a little bit old planted, but not too much. I wouldn't think. Well, how much did they have altogether? I don't even know, but it, a couple of inches, I'd guess, an inch or two. So, oh, okay, no big yeah, deal. Yeah. So tell All right, us. Well, how, Scott, yeah. we'll get to the yep. upcoming sales activity here this week in uh, Stratford and in Thorpe. So, Scott, thank you and. Good morning, everyone, and this will be the sales schedule uh, starting today, Monday, here in Stratford. We'll get underway this morning at 9.30 a.m. with market cattle. Uh, of course, we'll sell cows this morning. Overnight delivered cattle will be sold first. We will have also fat cattle this morning and cow bulls. Around 11.30, we'll get into the baby calves. Tomorrow, Tuesday, here in Stratford, a regular market auction. Uh, our next dairy sale will be one week from Tomorrow, that will be on May the 7th, so keep that in mind. Also, next hay auction will be May the 7th. Moving ahead into Wednesday will be the special bred beef cow and feeder cattle auction here in Stratford. That will start at noon and, of course, feature bred beef cows and also uh, beef and Holstein feeders. And then, of course, the uh, regular market on Thursday, which does start at 11 o'clock. We do also want to mention, as we did last week, uh, uh, the... Uh, sale here in uh, Thorpe, and uh, that is going to be the second annual Connecting Kids with Calves event. Very wonderful event. So you folks out there, if you got some youngsters that uh, want some uh, calves for exhibits, for possible uh, use in the herd, this will be a very good opportunity. Saturday, May 4th, 9 a.m. calf viewing, 11 a.m. sale. We've got a very nice lineup of uh, of heifers, uh, you know, some are already close to betting to be yearlings, but we do have registered cattle. So complete list is available on the website. Just click on the uh, uh, equity page and click on the Thorpe page, and you'll have all that. Of course, we'll have free milk, ice cream, and cheese curds on Saturday with all that. So 
very excited about this. A very great, uh, a very great thing for the young folks. And just do keep in mind, uh, next dairy auction in Thorpe will be May 14th. We do have a very nice lineup already for that sale, including a complete herd dispersal and also a consignment of 14 registered Holstein cows. That's all going to be on Tuesday, May the 14th. So, kind of take a look ahead here. But uh, May is around the corner, Scott. So, I uh, I know a lot of folks are. Hoping we get a little bit of warmer weather so we can kind of get out in the field, but not really this week, though, is it? Yeah, it's not coming yet for a few days, it doesn't sound like. But it is what it is out there. It's spring in Wisconsin. Yeah, and then you look uh, for us baseball fans, who would have thought after a month in the season that the Twins would be in first place, huh? Well, I've been a closet Twins fan, I'll admit, for quite a while. It's uh I, well, they got I a very exciting team, and of course, if they could play the Orioles all year, they'd yeah. really be um, <laughs> they'd really be doing well. <laughs> That's right, and and where the Brewers are concerned, a uh, little concern about what uh, is going on with Christian Yelich. He came out of the game yesterday with a sore back, and they aren't saying what is uh, all up with that yet. So we'll see. Well, one thing about it, uh, a sore back with folks our age is kind of you know something we really get worried about, but. Young guy like that, he'll snap out of that in no time, you know. Yeah, that's right. He probably slept wrong on it. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jerry. Well, Scott, you have a nice day, and we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. We will. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Market will be looking to talk with Michelle over at Terrine Livestock after this. Our vision at Egg Country Farm Credit Services is to be your destination for success. For over a century, Farm Credit has built its history on making strong connections between the products and services we provide and the people who use them. Our customers, our owners. Egg Country staff has comprehensive training and a thorough understanding and commitment to agriculture, focusing on financial solutions to help build successful operations. Call us at Egg Country. We're financing agriculture for your future. 44 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. I have Michelle on the phone over at Green Livestock. Good morning, Michelle. Hey, good morning, Scott. Uh, what did you think of the Packers draft? Uh, are you happy with them? They were solid, I thought, I, anyway. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It's nice to see we worked on our defense so much. So hopefully right. we'll pick up a few, like, offensive maybe guards or line, you know, linemen along the way here. So. Right. One pick that I really liked was that offensive lineman from Mississippi State. He's a high-quality player. You can write that one down and uh, and say that Scott Schultz said he's going to be a starter in the next, if not this year, next year. All right. I'll keep that in mind. And, you know, I sat there and waited on the couch after how many, 40-some years now. I still didn't get the call, so that's the way it goes. Well, you know, submit it in next year. Hopefully, maybe you'll be sitting there waiting again, and you'll get the big phone call, and life will be great. That's right. All right. (laughs) Tell us what's going on in the world of your livestock market, Michelle. All right. Thank you, Scott. Coming up the week of April 22nd at Terrain Livestock Market. In the slaughter market, we topped at 66 and a half. 83% of the cows fell from 40 and above. Utilities were 50 to 62, cameras and cutters 40 to 50. And the Holstein Steer Market Choice and Prime 82 to 91, selects were 80 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, Choice and Prime 86 to 124, selects were 82 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 65 to 80, with the utilities at 63 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves sold from 75 
to $215 per head, lighter and lower quality calves, $30 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves are $25 to $125 per head, beef calves $125 to $400 per head. In the hog market, there was no test on the butchers. Sows were 45 to 61, boars were 26 and a half and down. Today will be our next sale with several calves at 5 p.m. If you have a question or you need trucking, give us a call to market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlovedark.com. For all the kitchen and livestock, your family owned in that very market. Have a great day. Thank you, Michelle. And, you know, a uh, uh, rolling theme so far this morning has been May baskets with May coming up the day after tomorrow. And uh, do you, you, you usually find one on your doorstep or not? No, but, you know, my mom, when my mom was living and she lived in town, the school always did that. And I always thought that was so cute because she'd come home from work and there'd be a little <laughs> May basket on her door. So That's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you'll be so lucky. Maybe, you never know. Hopefully you'll get one as well. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle over at Turin Livestock. And let's have a look at some of the farm news. Japan's and Canada leaders said Sunday that the revamped Trans-Pacific Partnership that now doesn't include the United States should serve as a model for future agreements. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the Canadian... Uh, said that the Canadian beef exports to Japan have tripled since the new 11-nation TPP started in December. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe also said the deal has greatly benefited Japan, Canada, and other countries in the TPP. President Trump pulled the U.S. out of the TPP and left those talks in 2017, U.S. negotiators are working for a bilateral deal with President Trump saying Friday an agreement could be reached with the Japanese next month. Abe and Trump have said they differ in some areas, though. Trump citing Japanese tariffs on U.S. egg products and Abe citing U.S. tariffs on Japanese autos. A vote of disapproval of management was cast Friday by shareholders of the German-based company Bayer after the company's stock fell in great part because of litigation against Monsanto, which Bayer owns. Shareholders were angry about the management's handling of the lawsuits brought against Bayer, which claim Monsanto's leading herbicide Roundup has caused cancer among people who've come into contact with the product. Courts have cited against Monsanto in two of those cases. More than 13,000 other lawsuits are in the courts. Organic Valley Cooperative's interim chief executive officer said the co-op still is financially stable despite a second consecutive year of net income losses. A Wisconsin Public Radio report said last week the co-op had a $6.9 million net loss last year despite sales having surpassed $1.1 billion. Organic Valley Interim CEO Bob Kershoff said the co-op still met several financial goals during the year, including reducing its debt by $40 million and improving cash flows. He said maintaining a stable price for its farmer's milk continues as the co-op's primary goal. Hi, I'm Gibby the Goldfish. Gibson's Watercare Spring Sales event is going on right now. Pay only $9.99 for three months on softener or filtering unit for residential use. Or take advantage of a standard install for only $99. Save big, save now. Contact my water experts at Gibson's Water Care in April for a free home analysis. Locally owned, American-made products. Gibson's Water Care.
Well, things are not what we'd hope for necessarily in the alfalfa stands. And uh, Bob was talking with UW uh, agronomy specialist uh, uh, Dan Understander the other day uh, and got an update about winter kill in our state's alfalfa crop. Spring approaches, but how tough is the alfalfa looking out there? We're going to find out on the next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Dr. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, is with us. And, Dan, what are you hearing out there? It sounds to me like maybe there are some surprises out there we don't want. That's right, Bob. Uh, The winter kill situation across the Midwest is far worse than I had hoped it would be. We are seeing a lot of reports, uh, not in new seedings from last year, but in two- and three-year-old stands of significant kill. Uh, I do think it's important to get out to the field, dig a few plants, look at the health of the taproot. Remember, the taproot in the top four to six inches should be uh, turgid and off-white like a potato. If it's brown or if it's uh, ropey, then that means that plant is dead or dying. Uh, The other thing is as shoots start to come out, Uh, We're looking, of course, at our 55 stems per square foot. If the plants are alive and we have fewer stems, they will put out new shoots and fill in. But do remember that if we're down around 40 stems per square foot, we're looking at a 25% yield reduction from the potential for the stand. And so then we have to think about whether or not we're going to, to keep that stand. There's not much else we can do about it except to assess the stands, to uh, make decisions as quickly as possible. One potential is to overseed some oats and then kill the stand after first cutting and plant a sorghum or sedan grass. Interseeding a grass really is of little benefit. We've done a lot of studies on that. The grass comes up, but it replaces the alfalfa, so it does not increase the yield. Unfortunately, again, uh, that's all that we can do. Seeding oats will give us the most yield in time for when close to when first cutting would have come, and many farmers will need forage coming out of the winter. And then either corn or the sorghum sedan grass will give us the uh, most yield for the rest of the season. So the important thing, Bob, is to really go out and evaluate those stands to make decisions as quickly as possible. The sooner we make decisions, the more options we have. Very good. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist. So get out and check those alfalfa stands. Not sure what you're going to find. Dan with us again on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program. Premier Livestock's feeder cattle and bred beef auction is on April 30th at 11 a.m., expecting 600 to 700 head. On May 1st, there will be a special machinery auction at 10 a.m. Tractors, forage equipment, tillage equipment, and manure handling equipment. Small farm items to sell last. Dairy cattle auction to follow with three herd dispersals, expecting 400 dairy cattle. Call Premier Livestock at 715-229-2500 or check their website at Premier Livestock and Auction. a.m. here at Wax 104.5 as we start heading toward the Milk Coast to wrap up our end of the morning chores. Let's have a look, though, at uh, some of the grain markets on the DTN screen this morning. 
Corn for July is at 363, up two. July oats, 295 is steady. July soybeans at 868 are up one. July soybean meal at $304.60 a ton is up 90 cents. And July wheat at 442 is steady. The country elevator prices on the corn side, the countryside co-ops at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo all are at 301, with Elk Mound at 308, Sparta at 305, Ellsworth at 293. The ethanol plants, corn is at Boyceville, at Boyceville is at 326, Stanley is at 321, and New Richmond is at 319 on the soybean side. The countryside elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo all are at 764. Elk Mound is at 760, excuse me, 776. Sparta is at 770, and Ellsworth is at 764. That wraps things up from my end of the world this morning. Here at Wax 104.5, morning chores are pretty much done. Get a good amount of safety under your belt as you do your morning chores this morning, whatever that might be, crossing your farmyard or going to another job. Check out the all-new Chilson Outdoor Adventure RV in Lake Halley or online at chilson.com. Wax 104.5.